As Omicron wanes and vaccination rates plateau, we seem to be entering an era of endemic COVID. More to the point, you should prepare for more public debate about returning to the office. During this great resignation, many employers are understandably hesitant, precisely because their workers are reluctant to return, whether due to a preference for remote work or a fear of infection. After all, who can afford a mass exodus? But I wonder if employers and HR are fearing the right things. To be clear, COVID is still concerning and companies should still be cautious. Every organization is different and I won't pretend to understand your particular workplace better than you. But the wave of resignations is already here for many organizations. And the story on the ground is much more complex than the public discourse suggests. Hi, I'm Taylor Dennis, guest hosting for HR Party of One. In today's episode, I'll cover some of the problems employers are facing in remote work models and some of the benefits of returning to the office. I'll also walk you through how Bernie Portal made the difficult decision to return. By the end, you'll have a better understanding of the factors your organization needs to consider when deciding where to work and how. We'll discuss reasons remote work may not be working for you, reasons in-person work might improve your company culture, and how Bernie Portal returned to the office. Let's get started. First, reasons remote work may not be working for you. According to several recent studies, the retention tension that is the great resignation has been largely influenced by problems of company culture exacerbated by the pandemic, but not necessarily caused by it. So it's important to consider how your current work model is affecting your work culture. For example, onboarding is foundational to culture building, but doing it remotely doesn't do justice to the process or the new hire. Even though we've devoted time to remote onboarding best practices on earlier episodes of HR Party of One, we also recognize that it's not ideal. New hires, especially those with little work or industry experience, are likely not getting the team or managerial support they need from home despite your best efforts. Similarly, an HRIS like Bernie Portal can create checklists to ensure your remote onboarding process is compliant and thorough, but it cannot recreate the tacit and environmental culture building that takes place in the office on that crucial first day. After all, you only get one chance to make a first impression. Like all humans, workers are social animals and they learn how to work by example, just as much as by doing. Many remote workers have no idea how long it should take them to complete a particular task, especially if they're new to a position. Even with daily check-ins and constant collaborative communication, what other team members are doing, or more importantly, how they're doing it, is a bit of a mystery when you're not occupying the same space. For example, when Bernie Portal went remote in March of 2020, we noticed an overtime creep among non-exempt team members. The same tasks that took them 40 hours a week to complete in person would often take them 50 or even 60 hours a week remotely. Since overtime is compensated at one and a half times their regular hourly rate, remote work was costing the company significantly. Time theft doesn't have to be intentional to be costly. But of course, intentional time theft is costly too. Throughout the pandemic, you've likely heard the stories of remote workers holding two full-time jobs at once. There are even websites giving workers tips on how to do it. While it may not be illegal, it's inefficient and dishonest for employers to get half an employee's attention for the full price. Another problem that may be hiding in plain sight is turnover among top talent. If you're not tracking retention metrics or paying attention to employee feedback, it can be easy to overlook how many remote workers are leaving your organization to return to the office elsewhere. This trend may be concentrated among high performers who often prefer the pace and energy of the office environment. Remember, turnover is a matter of quality just as much as quantity. You may have one high performer who contributes to the company's bottom line as much as two or three lower performers. So let's consider how returning to the office can improve culture. Reasons in-person work might improve your company culture. Long before the pandemic, experts were noticing that a loneliness epidemic was quietly growing in the US. Of course, COVID lockdowns, quarantines, and social distancing only exacerbated the problem. 
Many remote workplaces tried to recreate the camaraderie of the in-person office and found the experience underwhelming to say the least. Simply put, returning to the office can improve the social and mental health of workers who feel isolated and alone. The office environment also encourages more physical activity as employees move around and engage with coworkers. Perhaps less surprising, working together can increase workers' efficiency, productivity, and collaboration. The momentary interactions of the in-person office shape how we work for the better. In fact, the office experience that so many of us have taken for granted is actually the envy of many recent college graduates who haven't yet had the opportunity. Last year, the Society for Human Resource Management, or SHRM, reported that 64% of the class of 2021 want to work on-site most of the time or full-time. Alternatively, only 2% said they preferred full-time remote work, hardly what many employers assume about Gen Z employees. If you're still reluctant to return to the office, don't forget to count the opportunity cost of staying remote as well. How Bernie Portal returned to the office. At Bernie Portal, we considered all of these factors, among many others, when we made the decision to return to the office after staying remote for over a year. We began by recognizing the complexity of the problem. We had to decide not only whether or not to return and when, but also figure out how to do so as smoothly as possible. Acknowledging the difficulty actually helped us better think through the solutions. We used the Kepner-Trigo method, a decision analysis process that's been credited with helping NASA safely return Apollo 13 to Earth. There are four steps to the method. One, situation appraisal, which helps answer the question, what is going on? Two, problem analysis, which helps answer the question, what went wrong? Three, decision analysis, which helps answer the question, what is the best alternative? And four, potential problem or opportunity analysis, which help answers the question, what could go wrong? In the interest of transparency, we hosted several Zoom calls to communicate how we were using the Kepner-Trigo method to make this decision, and we solicited feedback from our employees. We also shared hard data to make clear our return was not arbitrarily decided. We also devoted a two-part episode of HR Party of One to share our process in more detail. I highly recommend you check it out. I'll link to it in the description. Ultimately, we decided to return fully in person rather than in a hybrid work model, since fairness has always been one of our priorities. And we too were aware of how frequently Flexibility was in tension with fairness. Flexibility can actually be pretty binding for HR and managers who are responsible for approving requests in a fair way. Hybrid work could not work the same for exempt and non-exempt employees due to FLSA re regulation. And some positions cannot remain remote for any length of time. Our return timeline was dependent on wide availability of vaccines. So we gave employees over six weeks of notice ahead of our planned return date. Those six weeks were very busy for leadership and management to prepare our teams and the office for returning. The logistics were more complex than we anticipated, but fortunately, we had given ourselves plenty of time. Overall, the transition went well. We did have a few employees resign rather than return, but the turnover did not turn out to be devastating. With plenty of planning and communication, we managed our return to the office successfully, and you can too. As always, remember that your role is as strategic as you make it.